on, let's let's quickly pray. Let's open up in prayer. God, we want to thank you that you are here. Thank you that church is fun because you are fun, God. And we get to have an amazing time in your presence tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you that it's life, that it's truth. And we just pray for every single person here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow, week three of our Make It Fun series. And before we get started, hey, just a reminder that Rice Camp registrations close tomorrow. So if you have a young person or if you know of a young person in your workplace, whatever, you got to get them to camp. All right, there's 24, 48 hours, 24 hours, I didn't even know. Get them signed up, grade four to seven and then grade seven to matric. Okay, so... Last week on Make It Fun, we're going we're gonna to do some interaction here tonight. It's going to be amazing. And last week on Make It Fun series, and I really do hope it's been a cool series and that you guys have actually enjoyed it. I think we just need to, there we go. Thank you. I was hearing this white noise buzz and it was going to bug me throughout the entire message if it carried on. Okay. Are you guys ready? Here we go. All right. So I love to have fun. And I don't know about you, but I was really blessed to grow up going on family holidays almost every year, whether it was camping, whether it was coming down to Cape Town, because I actually grew up in Pretoria. So coming down to Cape Town was always a holiday. Loved it. Always got super burnt because I underestimated the sun here. Just not a happy sun over here. I was always red. But there was this one holiday that I would never forget. And we went camping in the wilderness. And um, it was along this this river that went into the mountains and I love the wilderness. And I was quite young, I think I was in primary school and my dad and I um, found this bridge that we jumped off of, it was safe. We jumped off the bridge into this river and we swam down the entire river along the campsite. And my dad thought this was a prime time to ask me my times tables. Like that's what you do when you swimming down a river, having fun. Let's ask Martine her time tables. Well, needless to say, the fun went straight out the window right there. I was like dipping and diving because I was like, I'm not answering any times tables. But I remember this moment because it was fun. It was memories. And if I have to ask you right now, what do you remember? You'll probably remember fun moments because God wants us to have fun. So I want to read you this, uh, this, this little thing that I actually stole from James. He said he doesn't want any credit, but I stole it from his message this morning because I thought it was so cool. But this is how different Genesis 1 may have sounded if God was boring, if God didn't have any joy, and if He went about His work the way we do sometimes. All right. In the beginning, it was 8.30, so God had to pitch for work. He filled out a requisition to separate light from darkness. He considered making planets to beautify the sky and stars to beautify the night, but he thought that it sounded like too much work. And besides, that's not my job. So he decided to knock off early and call it a day. And he looked at what he had done and he said, it'll have to do. On the second day, God separated the waters from the dry land and he made the land dry, flat and functional so that behold, the whole earth looked like the Kalahari salt pan. He thought about making mountains, valleys, jungles, glaciers, and forests, but he decided, nah, it's not worth the effort. And so God looked at what he had done and he thought, it'll have to do. And God made a guinea fowl, a snook to swim in the sea, and a cat on dry ground. I'm very glad he made the dogs. And God thought about making millions of other species of all shapes, sizes, and colors, but he thought, it's been a tough week. He just couldn't. So he looked at what he made and said, it'll have to do. 
And at the end of the week, God was like, I'm exhausted. I'm so glad that's over. Can you imagine if that was God? If He literally was like, that'll just have to do. We wouldn't have beautiful Cape Town that we get to wake up every morning, the beautiful mountain. How many of you are driving to work, you know, in the town? I don't know where you guys work, but, you know, maybe majority of us use that marine drive, you know, into town. And there's that mountain staring at you. I don't know about you, but that mountain takes my breath away almost every time I see it because it's just so amazing. But because God is God, He is full of joy. He is full of fun. He looked at the earth and said, I'm gonna make this a place where my people are gonna enjoy life, where my people are gonna have life and life abundance, life full of joy. And so what is fun? It's enjoyment, it's amusement, lighthearted pleasure, entertaining, enjoyable, amusing. So I wanna talk to you tonight around the topic, joy, more than a feeling. And if you guys listen to that song we did tonight called The Joy, there's a little tag that this guy sings in, um, in the chorus. It goes, um, joy of the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's more than a feeling. And whenever he sings that, I'm like, that is so true. It is more than a feeling. So I want to talk to you around that topic tonight. All right. If you read the Bible, we see there's loads of feasts that are happening. Who loves to eat here? Oh, man. I'm a big, I just love eating. It's really bad, but I love it. And so there are a lot of feasts in the Bible. It's mentioned about seven times. And when they mentioned a feast in the Bible, it actually wasn't optional. A feast was considered a massive gathering, a party. This was like literally, if you've had the worst week of worsts, you were required to be at this feast. It was a command of God. You had to be at this feast, not optional, party time. We are gonna eat, we are gonna have a good time. And so feasts were great. And so we see one of these feasts that were commanded in Nehemiah 8 verse 5 to 10. And then it says, Ezra opened the book. Every eye was on him. He was standing on the raised platform. And as he opened the book, everyone stood. Then Ezra praised God, the great God. And all the people responded, oh yes, yes, with hands raised high. And they fell to their knees in worship of God, their faces to the ground. Nehemiah the governor, along with Ezra the priest and the scholar and the Levites who were teaching the people, said to all the people, this day is holy to God. Your God, don't weep and carry on. They said this because all the people were weeping as they heard the words of the revelation. So he continued, go home and prepare a feast, holiday food and drink and share it with those who don't have anything. This day is holy to God. Don't feel bad. The joy of God is your strength. Say it with me tonight. The joy of God is your strength. One more time. The joy of God is your strength. You know, in the scripture, it says, this is a holy day. And very often we can think of that word holy, we keep it here, not so holy, just so quiet. Oh, it's such a holy day. I'm just gonna stand here and just, just be, just be. Just. And I think that there are times for that. There definitely are times for that. But in this scripture in particular, I think they wanted something a little different. They were saying, this is a holy day of God. Now go and party. Go and prepare a feast. Go share it with people. Oh, and remember the joy of the Lord is your strength. The scripture doesn't say, if you feel like it, go home and prepare a feast. 
The Scripture says, go home and prepare a feast. It was a command. It was saying, go and choose joy. Oh, and the strength of God, right? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So we need to know that it is a command to know, to choose joy. And I'm pretty sure that there were people in that week that were going, I've had a horrible week of this person, that has happened. I don't feel like partying. I don't wanna even listen to this. What is even going on? I don't even wanna be here. But in that moment, they were saying, we need to choose joy. And I remember a very significant moment in my life where my reality told me something very different. My reality was telling me to feel a certain way. And I had all the reasons to not praise. I had all the reasons not to worship. I had all the reasons not to lift my hands, not to declare that God was good. But yet I still rocked up to church on a Sunday morning and I stood right in front where I would normally stand. And as that first song clicked in, I was clapping my hands and I was telling God that He is still good. My reality was way different. My reality was saying God was not good. God was giving up on me. Why is this happening? There's doubts. But I decided in that moment that God is still good. I chose joy. So I wanna encourage you with three things tonight that I feel will help you on your journey of joy and help you maybe have a little bit more fun. And so the first one is fun on your face. Fun on your face, people. Sometimes we need to check your face. Last week, CJ uh, spoke about how he has a RB, something called an RBF. You can insert the, the word. I'm not going to say it because we're live and that I might just lose my job. But um, never a truer word has been spoken. See, now I have the mic now, so you know it's going. I um, would very often come to CJ and be like, got to change your face. Or, or I'll literally just look at him and be like, <laughs> and then he knows. Now, I'm a very excitable person. I get very excited. Like something small will happen. I'm like jumping up and down at home. I'm like, I'm so excited. CJ, aren't you excited? I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. CJ, aren't you excited? Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> Do you mind informing your face that you're excited? Because your face is telling me something completely different right now. Um, yeah, now no, you think I'm taking the mickey out. But listen, that's just an average day in the Whitaker home. Okay, it's, I tell him to, I'm like, you might just want to tell your face that you're excited because I think it missed the memo. But uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm totally taking the mickey out of CJ, but I'm just as bad. My body language is really bad. So worship sound checks get super stressful. Worship team will say amen. They, 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 they know the struggle. We get you super early on Sunday mornings. And um, sometimes CJ and I would be, on, you know, at the same time. It's very seldom. Sometimes we have different locations, but when we're on at the same time, walk in. Okay, now I'm hoping we're on the same page. We did talk about worship, but I'm kind of hoping that, you know, he was concentrating or I was concentrating, you know. So we get you hoping we're on the same page. No, we are not on the same page. So I'm walking over. My eyes are rolling back. My arms are going like... And the team's probably going, oh, these two are their thing again. And so often CJ would be like, okay, Martine, can you just drop the attitude? Like, and I'm like, don't tell me to drop the attitude. You know? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we are about to lead people into the presence of the Lord, but my body language is telling people we ain't leading ourselves into the presence of the Lord right now. But it's crazy how your body can actually speak a language. So let's look at this first little meme of the worship cat. 
I love that. Worship team, I'm totally throwing you guys under the bus. This is us in the mornings, ready to raise up a joyful noise. And we're walking in here like, good morning, everybody. Welcome to church. Ima- guys, imagine. Imagine we're on the front end of praise. And Titi's up here for, for the 6 p.m. She goes, welcome to church, everybody. We're so pumped that you're here. Awesome, let's praise. Turn it up, the sound up. Oh, oh my word. I would, I would turn around and walk away because there's something about, now where's how the worship team? Let's just check our face. We've got to remind ourselves that we love the Lord, right? We, got, we, we love the Lord. Okay, but let's look at this next one. Now I'm throwing you guys under the bus. Here we go. Next one. Here we go. That's you guys. That's you guys. Right? Guys, you guys pumped to be here. Yeah, I was so pumped. <laughs> I love throwing people under the bus. But it's okay. You know what? All love here. We, we all love. But, it's, but it's, it's so funny because um, it's amazing how our faces or our body language can tell a story, right? Or we can say we're either full of joy or yes, we'd rather be in bed watching Netflix. All right. But I'm pumped that you guys are here. You guys are real goats, like extra mansions in heaven one day. It's going to be amazing. Okay. But even last week, we did that little dance, you know, praise. That was funny if you missed that. Then you missed out, it was quite a vibe. And I'm pretty sure majority of you guys are like, why on earth are we dancing in church? This is so strange. We're doing a choreography, like what is happening? And, but, but can I tell you that we took it to Camp Spay the first week, then last week we were in Tableview, and, today, and then this morning we, we did it in Marquis. I even did it, I was at View City Marquis on Friday, and we did it with them as well. Um, and something shifts in worship. Something shifted. Why? Because there was movement. It's something so small. But the Bible actually talks about our physiology, our body physio, in terms of the Bible says, stand or raise your hands, kneel, bow. There's, there's actual actions going on here. Why? Because our bodies play a part in leading how we feel. Our bodies play a massive part. And even for some people that were standing, watching, thinking we're all crazy, dancing, had a smile on their face because it was still fun, even though they didn't dance. So what I did was I took all the location videos and I put it in a little video so you guys could see. Let's quickly take a look at that. such a vibe and you would just see people are smiling people are loving life and that's what the joy of the Lord is it doesn't matter how you've walked in it's just that joy it's that we're smiling we're having fun because we're living for something so much greater than ourselves we're not living in our reality we're living for eternity with Jesus we've got a reason to dance we've got a reason to sing we've got a reason to praise we've got a reason to smile and I love that and this next video I absolutely love just I've got loads of media tonight I'm just a media girl. But um, this, this one, I absolutely love this video. This guy's standing right at the back of his church service, graves into gardens, kicks in, and this guy's full of the joy of the Lord. Just take a look at this one quick. No joke, guys. Okay, we can stop it. 
No joke, guys. Whenever we do that song, in my mind, I'm going, I'm loving it. That guy, no one's moving around him, but he is just like, you know what? Nothing's going to hold me back. I'm flipping going to do my thing. But that is the thing. That is a, a, a fun on your face, fun on your body. And I love that. The second one is joy in your heart. In Luke 21, it says, but be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down and depressed with the giddiness of debauchery and the nausea of self-indulgement and the worldly worries of life. The NIV version says, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and the anxieties of life. You know, Jesus is telling us here, there are going to be times where you're gonna feel weighed down. Life is going to get real. You are gonna have days where you're gonna struggle where you're gonna feel like giving up, where you're gonna feel like quitting, where you're gonna have doubts and you're gonna have questions. But He's encouraging us to not let your hearts get weighed down. Don't get sucked into the worldly worries of life. We're not living for this world. We're living for something so much greater. So don't let it weigh you down. See, Jesus knew that we were gonna have challenges. Jesus knew that we were gonna go through stuff. But He also told us a promise to that saying, but I have come to give you life and life in abundance. So there is purpose and there's hope on the other side. But it's having that joy in your heart to believe for something greater. Oh, I love it. I wanna share a story of you about a guy named Darren. Picture's gonna come up on the screen. This guy's incredible. He actually comes to our church, he comes to the 10 a.m. service. Um, if you haven't seen him, wheel in and out. He's, he's awesome. And Darren is an incredible person. He inspires me like insanely. And um, Darren used to be able to walk just like you and me. He lived a normal, normal life. Until one night where um, people broke into his house and he was shot. And obviously the way the bullet shot him was that he was paralyzed, but not just from the waist down, he actually doesn't have a core. So literally it's just his arms and I think even his chest, literally from the core down, he has no core. And he is an insane crossfitter. Um, and when I look at Darren, honestly, he is now in a wheelchair has every reason to let his reality um, define him. But I want, to, I want you to take a look at this video. You know, sometimes he does a rope climb in his wheelchair. Like he's literally climbing up a rope in his wheelchair. Like he's, he's next level. I look at him and I go, here is someone that should actually, has all the reason in the world for, for, for him to feel way down. For him to resent God, resent life, be ungrateful, wake up every morning and go, why am I even still here? But here's someone that actually wakes up in the morning, has joy in his heart. I'm pretty sure Darren has days where he would wake up and actually feel sad. 
I'm pretty sure he does. I'm pretty sure he might have days where he thinks about the past and wonders why did that happen to him. But yet when I see Darren do his workouts and now he's actually doing his qualifying workouts to qualify for one of the biggest CrossFit competitions in Miami in early 2024 called Waterpalooza and he's hoping to, to get there. And I look at him doing these things and here I am complaining about doing burpees and he does flipping adaptive burpees. I don't even know how he does it. But here's someone that doesn't let the world, what he is, define him. But he's got a joy in his heart. It's more than a feeling. He might feel that reality is around him, but he's got this joy in his heart. It is way more than a feeling. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It is more than a feeling. It's a choice and it's a response to God, His goodness and His faithfulness. It is way more than a feeling. So as the worship team comes on up, I wanna close with this point. Praise on your lips. The first one, having fun on your face, joy in your heart, and praise on your lips. Praise is way different to worship. So, let me just give you a bit of a praise and a worship 101 here. Worship, very here. Very reflective, slow, feels good. Now we've also got our anthems, singing it out. You know, like wake my soul, nice, nice songs, songs. Praise, now we're clapping, now we're jumping, and we're dancing, and it's up-tempo, and it's, we're moving, and it's this. I'm gonna be very honest, it is way easier to worship than it is to praise. It is way easier to be in that slow moment where you can think about what's going wrong in your life, but still say, okay, God's good. How hard is it when everything's going wrong, but you're standing here with a core progression that's making you feel like you can climb Kilimanjaro and you are clapping your hands and you are dancing in the midst of your despair. In the midst of your struggle, you are dancing and you are clapping. Why? Because joy is way more than a feeling. When you praise, you are magnifying God. You are making Him bigger. Not that your struggle or your reality goes away, but it just gets smaller and it feels easier to deal with. Why? Because God is bigger. God is magnified in your situation. People often think that something far off will make them happy. That moving to a new place or getting a different job or meeting someone new will change how they feel. But happiness will always be withheld if you believe it is somewhere else. The secret to find happiness is in the people and the places that are close to you. See the beauty in the things that are nearby. Happiness is external, joy is internal. Happiness is bliss, joy is selfless. Happiness is pleasure, joy is sacrifice. Happiness is achievable on earth, but joy is a spiritual connection with God. Joy comes from that relationship with Jesus. Joy comes from the fruits of the Spirit. That's where joy comes from. It's more than a feeling. Never trust your feelings. Trust the joy inside. In Isaiah 6 verse one, it says, to all who mourn in Israel, he will, give a, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, there will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for His own glory. In Psalm, 25, uh, Psalm 23 verse five, it says, you prepare a, a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. 
Let me make it a bit more relatable. You prepare a feast for me in my financial struggle. You prepare a feast for me in my family drama. You prepare a feast for me in my daily doubts. You prepare a feast for me in my struggle. You prepare a feast for me when everything's going wrong. You prepare a feast for me when the walls come crashing down. You prepare a feast in the presence of my enemies. In Jeremiah 17, one of my favourite scriptures of all. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Such people whose roots are deep are not worried or bothered about financial struggles. They're not worried or bothered by long months of waiting or restlessness or doubting. We're not worried by it. Why? Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Why? Joy is more than a feeling. When things are happening around us, joy is what is inside of us. It's, it's that reason that we can just clap and dance and sing. No matter what is happening around us, we still have a reason to praise. God is still good. He is still on His throne. He's still working out His plan. And if it's not good, God is not done. So we get to have that joy. This is joy. I got the joy, I got the joy, I got the joy. Some of you just need to just put one foot in front of the other. It's the joy of the Lord. It's the joy of the, just one foot. Got the joy, I got the joy, I got the joy. Come watch you there. It's the joy of the Lord. It's the joy of the Lord. I got the joy, I got the joy, I got the joy. You see, don't you feel a little bit better when you just got those core progressions that just make you feel lifted, makes you feel a little bit lighter, and you just can't stop. You just keep going, right? You know, just before we close, I was very strategic when I chose the songs for the set tonight, and I messaged Titi in the week saying, we're gonna push into some praise. Um, this song, definitely the joy had to be there because it was amazing. But the first song we did, Turn It Up, very nostalgic for me. Um, we used to, when I was, um, when I just joined the church and we joined, and Siege and I were still serving here when we were still younger, serving at View City Youth, you know, when we were still cool. Um, we, they were, they had these, so the stage was a bit smaller and they had these massive bass bins in front of the stage, something like that. And I used to wear these, I always used to wear sneakers, so I had this, can't tell a funny story. So when I was still youth pastor at one of our, uh, uh, what, which was part of our other location, which is now another church, um, I always had a, a motto for, for, for youth. It was, wear Converse, praise harder. And I used to tag Converse in our Instagram saying, please sponsor us. Anyway, so that was the one motto. The next motto was, a quiet church is a dead church. We don't serve a dead God, therefore we're not a quiet church. We're a loud church. And those were the two mottos that we always had. But one thing was that I always used to wear these shoes for um, these uh, at youth. And there's once I was wearing like these boots. And for the song, Turn It Up, there was a part where, there was this one part where it's like these stabs. Tang, tang, tang. And I used to, on the bass, go. 
Like literally like that. Guys, I used to wake up with whiplash on a Saturday because I used to like headbang. I used to go cray cray. But what I'm trying to get at is, is there's a reason why we put that set together for you, the, uh, for, for you tonight. And what I've actually done is I've put together a playlist um, on iTunes and I'll put it on Spotify and YouTube Music as well that I'm going to share on the social media that's just praise songs for you guys to listen to on your way to work, on your way to varsity, on your way to school. Because I think that when we listen to a little bit more praise, we got a little bit more joy inside of us. So where you at, why don't you close your eyes and maybe you're standing here tonight and you're saying, oh, Martine, this is amazing. I, I want that joy. I just want to feel that, that joy, the joy of the Lord. But I'm not even in a relationship with, with Jesus yet. And I want to encourage you that when you take a step to be in a relationship with Jesus, it's the best decision you can make. It's not that hard. You don't sign blood. You don't do anything weird like that. All it is is acknowledging that Jesus went to a cross, that He died for your sin and for my sin, that three days later He was raised again and He now lives eternally at the right hand side of the Father in heaven and He is for you. If you believe that in your heart and you confess that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. That's what the Scripture says. So if you're standing here tonight and you say, Martine, I wanna put my hope and my trust and my life in Jesus. I'm gonna count to three and you can just pop your hand up. We just wanna see who we're praying for tonight. One, Jesus loved you so much. Two, that He'd went to a cross and He died for you. And three, so that you may have life and life in abundance. And if that's you tonight, why don't you raise your hand if you want to give your life to Jesus tonight. That's amazing. See the hands going up. Anyone else? If your heart is racing, you're feeling a little bit sweaty, awesome. Just put up your hand. That is God knocking at the door of your heart. He's saying, come home. Come home, daughter. Come home, son. You are my child. You belong with me. That's amazing. So as a family, let's pray this out together. Dear God, thank You that You love me. Thank You that You for me. I believe that You died on a cross for my sin. And I believe that three days later, You rose again. So today, I put my hope and I put my trust and I put my life in Your hands forever. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Come on, let's give Him a praise tonight.